So let me tell you, the Swifties are after me, child. Look, <laughs> straighten up and fly right. You make you make one little comment or have one little observation, which granted was a very logical question. And they are in this. They're on this Twitter thread, just reading me, calling me dumb and ignorant well, and foolish. Trust me, you don't want no bad blood with them. I, well, they need to calm down. You're gonna be lying <laughs> on the cold, hard ground. <laughs> and we could go on. Yeah. <laughs> we could go. On. But what we're talking about? Some Taylor Swift stuff. What else? A lot of stuff going on this past week. And so I know we definitely have to hit TV. Yes. Too much good TV was happening last yes. week. Yes. So mm, really good want to talk TV about that. or really great TV. Okay. Debatable. Yeah. Debatable. Um, and obviously we've got um, some updates on a few stories like yeah. Diddy and Lori Harvey, right? Oh, gosh. Yes. There's an update. All right. Let's get into it. All right. It's time to get started. It's Cold Pop. Lucky number seven. going on guys i am marcus drew Steele, and i'm Trenton rashad and this is cold pop welcome welcome how is everything good you know it is a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life yes for me <laughs> and i'm feeling good <laughs> so let's get into it let's recap last week talk to me what was going on um so last weekend what did we do last weekend um oh we went to the beach Go to the beach. Yes, beach? let's get away. We went to the beach. We actually went to one of the um, a different beach. We went to the North Avenue Beach, which was interesting. Okay, I've been there. Lot I of, actually went there this summer. A lot of families, a lot of mm-hmm. um, uh, straight people. <laughs> this is the one that's right next to the mall, right? I think so. Yeah. It's it's got the overpass yes. that goes over Lakeshore Drive, yep. the little walkway or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was nice. It was warm out. So I mean, the weather was great. And then what else? I went to Hyde Park, um, for um just to hang out with some other friends and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and that was about it. Pretty low key weekend for me. Mm. That much. Fun. So what about you? Another work Saturday for me. Again, we're gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, we definitely this, do. We have to this figure is not out. Conducive. Uh, but so I did that at the beginning. But it was fun. It was it was more of a fun event that we put on for our families um, at the job that I work at. And then what we went out as a staff to kind of have some drinks afterwards. And so that was fun. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday was all right. So one of my guilty pleasures. I won't even say it's a guilty pleasure. But one of the things I love to do is I love to watch videos over mm. and over again. Like, I'll fixate on certain do. videos, and I'll watch them over and over again. Right. One of those being the, um, it's through the series, of the Cocoa Butter series through BuzzFeed. So when they have, like, black moms try each other's oh, soul food. Yeah, I saw that one. You know, and there's dads a bad one, the doing each other barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Auntie's doing potato salad. Grandma's doing sweet potato So I was watching all of those um Last weekend, I just kept watching them over and over like and over. Like the same videos? And cracking up. Yeah, it's the same videos because they made me 
uh, they made me laugh. And then I was started to get into like this whole like down the rabbit hole of reaction videos for these as well. And so I was just watching other people kind of laugh and make fun of the um, all Those of the contestants. Yeah, the people that are there. So it really got me inspired and it kind of prompted me to do my own soul food. And so I had soul food Sunday mm-hmm. at the house. Uh, How did it turn out? Actually, I did really well. So I fried chicken for the very first time. I felt like you fried chicken before, though. No, so I was confused. not like this. So like okay. actually like fried fried chicken. So what uh-huh. you've probably seen me do is like the whole 30 oven fried chicken with like coconut flour okay. and like all of that stuff. No, I'm talking about real fried chicken. Unhealthy. Buttermilk. Oh, right, okay. Flour, <laughs> bread, like okay. full-fledged. Got like, you. The... Get that grease good and hot. Right. All of that stuff. So I did that for the very first time. Guys, I was so surprised and pleased with myself. Actually, I did a really good job. Was it cooked all the way through? It was cooked all the way through. Okay. Um, I did have one of the chicken breasts that I felt like because I wanted to make sure that it was cooked all the way through, it got a little, a little got a little crispy. Yeah. Okay, um, which is tough. It's really tough because I, just, I feel like just frying chicken breasts are hard. They and are. If you, anyone who knows how to fry like fried chicken, you'll probably say the same thing. I mean, my legs and like all of that other stuff is like good, like yeah. no problem. But the chicken breast is usually the thicker, really hard. the thickest part. To, yeah, to, and I had so. waited to do that last, so my grease had got like a little really high. Yeah. yeah, and so it was really tough. Um, but I did really well, so like my fried chicken was like pretty good. I did macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. Um, we had um, so my old man came over because you know I wanted to kind of really you show him. You needed a barometer, him. right? Right, and I wanted him to taste it and stuff like that. So he actually brought over some like sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and we had greens and um, sweet. Tea. It was just full. Oh, yeah, out. It was a full on. It was like okay. full out soul food. We basically watched the. Um, Y'all should have watched Soul Food. We should have, but we ended <laughs> up watching Euphoria. Um, okay. But it was just like a nice little end to the weekend, and so um, it was definitely a hit. My macaroni and cheese and my fried chick, all of my dishes were a hit. So. Shout out. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Soul Food Sunday. Yeah, and if you haven't seen those videos, please go to YouTube, um, and you can look them up. It's like Black Moms Try Each Other's Soul Food. That's like the funniest one to me. What YouTube page hosts these? Do you so know? I think they're on BuzzFeed's YouTube page. Oh, okay. Uh, they okay. should be at least. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I thought it was through, on like a black. But it's like, it's called, it's like Cocoa Butter. Like oh, it's okay. This, it's the series of videos. Gotcha. Um, from, I guess, like that are sponsored through BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. but kind of Produced articulate the yeah. black experience. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that was my weekend. Cool. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get into our next segment because yes <laughs> we have some things to discuss um you were in the middle i am not purposefully <laughs> so um so up next is our woo chow segment okay so you we need to start making i mean contact because okay. this is now week two of you going forward <laughs> well i try to set it up and, and i'm like, waiting for you, you to like to come in you, you, or like give me like a a lead in to be like this is our new segment. What, isn't titled, that what I just said? Okay. But you were like, this is, this is, whoosh. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, give me, help me. Help, help me. me. Like. All right. So up next is our latest segment entitled, Woo Child. There you go. How better? hard was that? That was fine. You know, you some, some of these girls, you got to lead. Yeah. You got to lead them. 
that needs some leading. Um, so what's up? You want me to go first, or you yeah, want to go? You go first. Well, I, the first thing, of course, is the Jeffrey Epstein suicide. Um, That's definitely a Wu child. That was definitely a Wu child moment. So for those who don't know, Jeffrey Epstein, the alleged sex trafficker slash billionaire, um, was found dead in his cell uh, this past week, and so. Um, what happened was this is actually just a few weeks after he was found with unconscious neck, or neck, something. Yeah, neck, yeah, and with neck injuries after I think what they believe to be an, a failed suicide attempt. Oh, I thought um, they said he got like beat up by other inmates or something. They like believe that. it was actually him trying to off himself. Okay. Um, and so, word on the street is that he was put on quote quote like quote unquote suicide watch, mm-hmm. but we don't know exactly how. Be- believable that is but jeffrey epstein was put in prison i think back in july somewhere um, in lower early july um yes in new york for um his involvement with this sex trafficking scandal um that kind of dates all the way back to 2002 Mm -hmm. so and we're talking about pretty young girls here so like from like 14 right all the way up to you know six or whatever the underage limit is right um but with that being said, he had, um, it was recently released some of the documents from the case uh, that really went into detail about what his actual involvement was and some pretty gory details. And so yeah. I think that that was the prompting for him to want to do something like this. Suicide is never something that, you know, we should, you know, be happy about or applaud. I think it's really unfortunate that he came to this demise, to you know, to this situation. But, right. Um, it was definitely a moment, uh, an unexpected moment for me. What about you? Yeah, I was shocked to see that too. I've gotten the news updates and stuff, and I was on Twitter and saw a lot of people, I guess, you know, trying to claim conspiracy theory about how, you know, the prison needed to be investigated and a few other people needed to be investigated because things just weren't adding up. We'll definitely apparently. see what happens you know, from this, if there is an investigation, he does have ties to Donald Trump. And so, um, if those ties are strong, that possibly could be a thing. What we will also see is probably the books and movie projects that are going to start coming out Mm -hmm. of this entire situation. And so, um, my prayers to his family, but unfortunately, um, it's just, yeah, it's a really unfortunate end. It is. Um, to switch gears a little bit to my subject, this one is more entertainment related and kind of a little more lighthearted, but it's just more so of an yeah. update um, of Lori Harvey. Oh, um, child. <laughs> spotted <laughs> photographs. So apparently Diddy's meet, meeting the fam. Meeting the parents. Meeting the parents. Um, meeting I Steve can't. and... What's his Mozart, his wife's name? Uh, Marjorie. Yeah. Um, yeah they were Marjorie. on like photographed on a yacht or yeah, something like in that. In Italy. Hey. I mean, does that confirm? I, I mean, what else are we supposed to think at this point? Like, why else would this man, this grown, well, much older man, right, be hanging out with um, this, this girl? What do this we. This young lady. How do we feel about this? Um, okay, so I don't think that there's any issue with. Uh, older men, younger women, we see it every day. And if there right. was vice versa, I don't think it would be an issue with it either. Um, I'm all here for the uh, basically bringing two empire families together. So you have the... And more the ways than one. And you have the Harveys. But I 
I mean, this. I think this breaks all kind of guy code. Like, you can't date your son's Guy ex. code or dad code or just guy family code? Guy code, dad code, any. I think, I mean, it's just foul. Like, Justin's going to have to do, Justin's going to do a book on this. I want to know what he thinks. <laughs> like, how does he feel he about this? He needs to this? do a tell-all interview. BT, y'all need to get, call, y'all need to get on the phone. <laughs> Is he, like, just being mums the word? How does he feel about this? He probably doesn't want to say anything about it. Like, what could he say? Or maybe he's say? been told not to say anything about it. Or he'll get his behind beat. Or get cut off. No, I, I like more so like Diddy's like if you say any word about this, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> Just like with like Diddy flipping off his house shoe and be like, say something. I would love to be a fly on the wall when that conversation happened. Like I'm gonna be dating your ex girlfriend. Oh, this is son. crazy. I, I mean, it's really unfortunate for him. Uh huh. Um, if this is you know what it is. I also thought, is it possible that they could have been like planning an intervention or some? I have no clue, but it doesn't. It, yeah, I think that this does confirm it. For at least for me, right? That's I all agree. I needed. This is all the proof I need. Oh, child, that's all the proof I needed. So I guess we'll see what comes of this. But apparently, the what the Combs and the Harveys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that's what it's gonna be. Shout out! <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. okay. All right. Well, moving on. So YouTube star and personality Brooke House. Um, recently was under fire for accidentally uploading a video of her uh, abusing her, her dog. dog's ass. Yeah, like what is this? Like I don't know. I don't know how do you. I mean, I I under. How do I say this? I understand how you could upload something accidentally. Yeah, uh, but like. Come on, girl. So, Brooke, who um, owns a Doberman, which are not tiny dogs. Like, no. let's go ahead and be honest. No, they're um, good medium-sized But they can dogs. also be, um, and I wouldn't say that they're all aggressive dogs. I think that sometimes Dobermans get the, uh, and this is my very limited knowledge of dogs, but, like, <laughs> Dobermans sometimes get the bad rap of being, like, looked at as being big and a little bit more aggressive, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of my, one of my really good friends um, owns a Doberman, but... In this video, she is slapping the shit out of this dog. She, well, like she kept, times. it looked like she was trying to film something and the dog yeah. kept getting in the way. And so she was like pushing it and exactly. slapping it in the face and all of that stuff. And, and you know, social media was not having it. And so <laughs> Brooke was under fire for this as well as the animal task force right. uh, got involved and led an investigation to see if the dog needed to be taken removed. out of the home, removed from the home. Uh, fortunately, she was able to keep the dog. But I think that this is definitely a wake-up call of, girl, get it together and, and keep mm. your hands off Sphinx. That's the dog's name. That's the dog's oh, name. Oh, is that the dog's name? The dog's name oh. is Sphinx. Ooh, child. Uh, it's such a cute dog, too. What did she release a statement saying? She was like, I'm not an animal abuser. Yeah. I was just having a really bad day. And she did a very long-winded apology with the video, um, basically saying that, yeah, she's not an abuser and... And all of this. Now, keep in mind, we only see, you know, with YouTube personalities, with anybody, you only see the what five minutes post. or the 15 minutes yeah. of what they post. What and they so choose to let this you was see. Definitely some, this was definitely a slip um, in which we got to see exactly what goes on behind the scenes. Well. But keep messing with Sphinx, because Sphinx will mess you up. But that is. I don't even know who Brooke Houts is, so it's very interesting. I mean, it's definitely taken on, this is definitely taken on quite 
um, a, a media storm. PETA has also got involved, made a statement, um, has sent an open letter to all of them basically saying that we need to enact a zero tolerance policy when it comes to animal abuse. Um, a zero po- a zero tolerance policy where like on YouTube or I think with like what? social media yeah so why can't we do the same about like racist remarks and propaganda and homophobia and Child. stuff like that that happens on you YouTube? you know how people are about their dogs mm. more than people sometimes good luck Brooke so, yeah Brooke <laughs> make sure you keep your hands off Sphinx and um, we'll keep you out of, out of animal prison right <laughs> animal <laughs> prison. <laughs> Um, okay, my next topic, uh, Toni Morrison. Oh. The death of Toni Morrison. She died back on August 6th. Yes. Um, and was Queen. pretty monumental to, you know, the English literature uh, field and just all of the, the recognition and awards and stuff that she had. What are, you, what are your thoughts about this? Acclaimed Arthur. I mean, she is definitely... A queen. She's definitely an amazing ally for the LGBTQ community as well. Um, I love some of her works. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read a lot of her. Me I've neither, definitely have done I mean, The Bluest Eye and right. Beloved. I love think are the two ones yeah. that I've done. But um, she has those. While those might be her largest like works that are out there, she definitely has a lot more that have been um, pretty monumental. I know she's been a part of Oprah's book book club Mm -hmm. uh, for quite some time too but it's definitely one of our greats um one of our great storytellers Mm -hmm. um who we no longer have which is really sad there's a lot of people sharing clips and stuff of of tony uh doing interviews and Mm -hmm. things like that that have gone viral again because of just some of the remarks and stuff she's made and um, how she kind of get, uh, clowns some of these journalists? Oh yeah, and gets asking together. these questions. I was like, I'm here for it. I love it. So yeah, um, sad, sad day. Uh, you losing it. We lost another icon. Um, it's very weird. It's interesting, especially when you you hear so much about a lot of these people, and then you've never got a chance to like meet them. Yeah, and so you can only kind of live through them through their work. Right. In a sense. And so it's very weird. It kind of puts a lot of things in a perspective of, you know, some of the people that I wouldn't mind meeting, you know, before it's too late or something like that. But like, I would have loved to have met Maya Angelou. Like, I thought that would have been amazing. Or even Nelson Mandela. I think one of the things that also it kind of brings to mind is, is that, you know, even though we no longer have her, we do have the work that she's left behind. Um, And that is something that we need to be a big proponent of right. sharing to make Very sure that vigilant. we keep her mm-hmm. memory alive. Uh, you know, people don't read as much anymore. They don't. People don't read books as much anymore. And um, it's really tough because Toni Morrison was not only an author for the black community, like her work definitely made a crossover point. She's a, an American author. Right. And a lot of her works are important and crucial to the literary canon. Um, I look forward to kind of making sure that we uh, figure out how to kind of tie in her works as a part of um, school curriculums and college curriculum. Right. Maybe college, because some of her stuff... It's a little heavy. Yeah, maybe not high school. <laughs> a little heavy. <laughs> but maybe, you know, in you know college and, and university. Right. No, I agree with that. And I mean, I think, again, as... Which we move forward, I agree with what you're saying. You know, just getting that that content and stuff into the hands of the younger generation so that they can know. Yeah. So, um, okay, what else do you have, Wu Child? I think, I mean, my last thing is, of course, just this 
Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has had a week. I've had a week for Taylor. Taylor. Swift. I know you have. I know you have. So, what do you have to say first about I mean, Taylor? Well, I think you know Taylor's definitely come under flack a lot um, in the past couple of years for a new for a lot of different things. Um, I wanted to focus on one time where we, people were actually coming to her rescue. Okay, um, and so Kid Rock had recently. Let, made a tweet about Taylor Swift. Saying what? Um, so this was involving her um, backing a political, a certain political candidate, which right. was a Democrat. Right. But Kid Rock took to Twitter to say that that was basically motivated for all of the wrong reasons. Um, so his tweet says, and I quote, Taylor Swift wants to be a Democrat because she wants to be in movies, period. And it looks like she will suck the doorknob off Hollywood or Holly Weird to get there. Oldest move in the book. Good luck, girl. Kid Rock. Oh. And so, well, this took to fi- this took to Twitter like wildfire. Uh-huh. Um, there's, I mean, so many people were commenting and replying to that. Um, in that group were a lot of other celebrities, and so Chrissy Teigen came up and she tweeted. She was like, "You're pathetic." Um, Dash Chrissy Teigen, and she's like, she signed off with that. Cheryl Crow was saying, spread love, not hate. End of subject. Patricia Arquette said somehow that tweet was both gross and boring. Um, So lots of other people were just basically calling out the misogyny behind this quote and finding it really unnecessary. Uh, But when I tell you it took over Twitter, I mean, there were over 55,000 replies mm-hmm. and 30,000 retweets and over 131,000 likes. Uh, so it's definitely rocked social media um, as far as people coming to Taylor Swift's uh, rescue. This is an interesting analogy. Suck the doorknob off of Holly Weird. Like, that doesn't even yeah. make sense. Well, I mean, he's basically saying that Right. She I mean, would, I get know. the context, but that don't... Okay. That's what, he was, that's what he was going for. And whether or not he was doing it for a certain reason or to try to be you know hurtful or to say something that was going to get a reaction out of people right he definitely succeeded um what are your thoughts uh i mean i agree with all the celebrities like i mean i think i don't think we ever know anybody's motivations for wanting to uh support a candidate or or whatever but i mean you at least hope for the best and hope that they're doing it for the right motivations i don't right. think it was kid rock's place to make a comment like that but i mean Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Doesn't mean they have to be right, right? But so. like, why? But why spit hate? Like, right? And you know, he has been linked to Forty Five pretty closely. Child. So he went and did a visit there and, and all of that stuff. So it seems to fall right into well, um, what that that whole uh, area is about. Well, apparently, my opinion was not taken too well. Yeah. Either about you and Taylor Kid Rock Swift. Gang. You and Kid Rock in the same boat, child. No, we are not. So, as we all know, or maybe you don't know, Taylor Swift is on the September cover issue of Vogue, Vogue yeah. which is like the big issue. We all know mm-hmm. this. We'll get into that in a second. And so, somebody had shared on Twitter, you know, the pictures of Taylor, which I mean, were they were okay? I mean, okay. cute, whatever. And so, I just made the comment. I said. Is this yet another thing that Taylor Swift has done after Beyonce? To me, that's oh, pretty God logic. Child. I mean, that's logic. 
It is. I mean, I already knew the answer to that question. I wasn't trying to be like spiteful or anything, but like that was the. I mean, I'm not spiteful, but I mean, it was a little dig because again, this is like the third time that I've seen Taylor do the exact same thing as Beyonce, only <laughs> after her. Okay. And so the optics don't look good. The optics don't look good on that. Um, and girl, Swifties, they, they swiftly, they swiftly came for me came for me and was giving me all of these diatribe. First of all, they were calling me all types of, hold on, let me, let me yeah, do this. They got you together. Pull something pull they weren't having real it. quick. They were calling me all types of dummies and ignorance and, you know, Uh-oh. you don't know Taylor this and don't come for Taylor that and da 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 da. And this one, these one users, they were trying to, um, uh, out of what, one of the comments says, LMAO, don't come for Taylor when, when it was Anna Wintour who planned this issue last year, like you're sounding more of like an effing idiot than the more you tweet in this thread. It's a whole bunch of stuff like that. And so none of that stuff ever hurts my feelings. I am very thick skinned. I've been in TV. I get it. I understand. Right. Right. And so I laughed. I tweeted back and I laughed off and I was like, okay, but I mean, it was a logical question. I said, um, first of all, I don't need to, you don't need to give me the lessons, the, the, the history takes on Vogue, like I full yeah. well know about the September issue and how monumental it is and stuff like that, but I was like, when has Taylor ever appeared on the September issue before, or is this her first time? And nobody could answer me. I already knew the, que- the answer right. to that question. But, you know, I put it out there as a hypothetical question okay. or a rhetorical question because I already knew the answer to it. It was no. And, you know, the people kept coming saying, um, like another one, they were like, the September cover has literally been a thing for 54 years. This is the 54th issue, a number that coincides with the amount of brain cells you have. Ooh. September is the most important cover of the year. Yeah. I understand your fumes, but many musicians have covered it before Beyonce and Taylor. Oh, they got you. And so I was like, again, that's not you, my... bitch. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> But then I just tweeted back. I was like, again, that's not my point. You won't be tweeting another one. <laughs> I, oh, no, I tweeted back. I tweeted back. I was like, <laughs> this is hysterical. I was like, number one, I said, I trust me, there's no fumes, only unanswered questions, oh. dot, 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 still. I said, the question still remains is that has Taylor done a September cover before? No. And so I said, which equals bad optics? Because if you've remember Taylor copied pretty much Beyonce's homecoming show at the Billboard Awards doing that whole little marching band. I mean, it stuff. wasn't a full copy, but it was definitely it was inspired. V- v- heavily inspired. Heavily inspired. There. I mean, heavily. Come on. It was it was really close. It was heavily inspired. It was really close. And so to me, the question is just I and they can't. That's the other thing. They kept trying to call me like they were like, "I swear the Beehive does this and that, and you Beyonce stands get on my nerves." You're and not that, a Beehive, right? And I told them that I was like, "Well, let's let's get one thing clear, honey, before you want to read." Yeah, I'm not now, nor have I ever been exactly. a Beehive member or a stand or anything like that. I'm just pointing out the obvious. The optics don't look good because to me, from the outside looking in, it looks like. Little sister trying to keep up with big sister. Basically, I mean that's and I and you know what? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I, I really don't. Okay. I don't think that there's anything wrong with her wanting. Excuse me. I don't think there's anything wrong with her wanting to be on that same level, to be on that same field. Uh huh. I think imitation is, of course, one of the best forms of flattery. 
the issue is is when you don't pay like when you don't pay homage like oh like heavily like inspired by this performance or inspired right. by like that's I think that that is the issue. Oh, like, where's your bibliography, Taylor? Where's, where's your work cited? Where's your, right, where's your annotations? But at, yeah, you know? I mean, I think that that's that's more so the issue. So when you go back and you look at the Billboard Music Award performance, or when you go back and look at the video, um, that the dance video, I feel like unfortunately these two women who are both have done really great things in the field of music um, are just always going to be. Um, are always going to be comparing contrast, not even comparing contrast, because there is no comparison. Let's I just, just say that. <laughs> I just feel like that there's always been this like unhealthy. They've always been unhealthy, unhealthily linked. Um, all the way going back to the damn VMAs when Taylor won uh, oh, over Beyonce, yeah, video over, of the year, yeah, over Beyonce. Beyonce, and so they've always been linked um, in not so great ways, but. T, can't, no, no one can save you. I mean, yeah. So with your tweet, yes, it is something that she's doing again after Beyonce. The 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 Swifties need to just understand are delusional that and, be, and be okay with that. Delusional. Like, yeah, so she's done. Yep, she's yep, she's on her way. Um, it just further reminded me that like this app, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter is you know the worst app to to, to provide context on because it's almost impossible. To do so because people think take things at face value or they're they're very reactionary without doing any type of thinking hmm. first and so it's like oh I just read your comment and so before I even think about what you said I'm just going to automatically respond back and give me a whole bunch of, of of facts that are irrelevant to this conversation like I don't care this is the 54th issue of the September issue of Vogue I don't care if there's been a lot of people on there the what I care about is that again is that. You know, last year with Beyonce being one of the first entertainers to cover, and black women, period, to cover the September issue. And then just ironically the next year, oh, another musician who just so happens to be Taylor finally covers it. Like, where was she before? Like, why couldn't she have done this earlier? Or, you know, and they were talking about, well, it's not up to her. It was up to Anna Wintour and stuff like that. Well, like, I get that. But, I mean, it's just, where's the originality? Where's the create? I, I I want more creativity and originality. Like I feel like Taylor had been very original to a point, but then okay. when Beyonce dropped her Beyonce album out of nowhere, guess who dropped the album out of nowhere after that? Well, a lot of people started doing that. Right, a lot of people started doing that, but Taylor was one of the yeah. first right after who dropped. I, I, I think it was her. Was it 1989 or one of the albums that she dropped out of I nowhere? Like I don't either. But I I'm, like 1989, though. I do, too. I, there's a plenty I of think, bops on 1989. I, mean, I will say this. She definitely is... She, I think that she is inspired by Beyonce, maybe more than she cares to admit, and maybe a lot Does more she than, need her, to be, than her though? fans care to admit. Like, um, she's got enough clout and enough a long enough resume that, like, she could... Come up with her, you know, I, I, I may, and maybe, maybe my critique is too harsh. Maybe. But I just feel like that the creativity and the originality needs a little bit of a boost from her. Okay. That's all. Okay. Do you feel as though her copying Beyonce is a level of appropriation? 
I don't know. Again, to me, it just sounds like a, oh, well, anything you can do, I can do. Like the like I said, the optics just don't look good. I don't think it's appropriation because it's always in her own style. And, mm-hmm. it, and honestly, it always seems very watered down. Like you'll see Beyonce do something and it'll have like the most swag or style or, you know, unprecedented access. And then when you see Taylor do something similar, it just seems like a watered down version. I don't know if it's because they happen so close back to back to each other that that's the reason why that they're always compared because yeah. the things that she does happen literally back to back. You know, like there's no space. There's no length of time that has passed before, you know, you do something like that. And so it just comes off very optically bad. Yeah. Hmm. But apparently the Swifties not hearing it because they're, they're dragging, not hearing it. They're dragging me on Twitter. And I was like, well, you know what? I can laugh this off because I, don't, I think we all, again, as, from all the dissertations and monologues I got in my mentions, honey, over this past week, yeah, nobody answered my question. They were not happy with you. Nobody answered my question because they knew I was right. I yeah, mean, you like, watch yourself. Right. I'm on the security. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, that's my last Wu Child. All right. So that was Wu Child. Let's go ahead and take a really quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to have a little deep conversation. Hey, Cold Pop listeners, this is your boy, Trent Rashad. Do you have an event coming up? Do you want to promote your music, TV, anything? Use this ad space, this space right here on our show to promote whatever you have coming up. We have lots of listeners and we're diversifying that base every day. So use our ad space. Contact us at coldpopshow at gmail.com to learn how you can promote your event, your things for the better. All right, welcome back. Um, and in place of the segments that we usually do, we usually do spill or we see you. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a serious conversation about the state of our country. Uh, this yeah. is fine. You know what's that meme where you're sitting at the table, the dog's sitting at the table, and everything's on fire? Yeah. Like, that's how I kind of feel right now. I think it's important just to have a dialogue because it's. One of the things that I'm sensing with the mass shootings that happened over the past weekend, so the shootings that happened in El Paso and, and Dayton, are um, part of a larger part of a, a larger history of mass shootings and things that have happened in our country, mm-hmm. and I can kind of go back and look at my experience growing up. And I think probably one of the very first ones that I remember was Columbine. Yes. I think that was like one of the very first things that I remember. And then like kind of a string of shootings that happened. I think even one happened in Kentucky, Um, if I'm not mistaken, in Paducah. Um. I thought you were talking about that made-up one, the Kellyanne Conway. No, 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 no. There was the one Bowling Green Massacre. Like, no, a while back. This was like when okay. I was like young. But looking at this, it was tough. And I almost had to kind of check myself when I 
learned of the shootings and was kind of reading articles and things like that. Mm-hmm. I almost feel as that we as a country, as people, as a people, are becoming desensitized to these huge Absolutely. Attacks. And it's really unfortunate just because lives are being lost on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. You know, like 32 deaths. Between the, the two. Yeah, between the two. Yeah, between the two. And it's just like, okay, well, wait. Like, how are we taking a step back? And even now, like, if you were to really look on your timeline, on your feed, all of that stuff, like... It's pretty much gone from social media. Like, it happened, and if I was to scroll, like, I think the day of, I was seeing, like, all of these kinds of posts and things that were coming up, but it's almost like we're kind of just, like, moving on now. It is a very weird cycle that we are in. Um, I've, I, I agree. I think one of the first ones that I remember was the Columbine shooting, and then since thereafter, having worked in news, I know that there was, what, their shooting on the West Virginia campus. I remember that one. There was in Newtown, Connecticut. Oh, you're talking the, about Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, um, the New, Newtown, Connecticut one with the elementary yeah. school, the Florida, the Parkland, Parkland, the Pulse nightclub shooting. I mean, yeah. I mean, like the, the Las Vegas shooting. The yeah. San Diego, um, I think there was one in, uh, not San Diego. Uh, in California, somewhere in California, about the man who shot up his office building because he was disgruntled or whatnot. Like, it's it's just not gotten any better. And I think, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, if we're really going to talk about this, do you think that the rhetoric behind some of our nation's leaders is what's to blame for this? Yeah. Oh, certainly. For allowing our country and as a people to move on from these in a way that really doesn't call to action. That's, that's really like no call to action. Um, you know, I think, so this past weekend, you kind of heard about Walmart now mm-hmm. not going to sell violent video games. Well, that doesn't that's really... That's not the problem. That's not the problem. That, how does problem. that help? Like, how does that help what we're doing? Uh, I think that we really need to kind of take... A step back and seriously look at these gun laws and look at how um, people are getting um, people how how are people getting guns right. and what are the punishments associated with having unregistered handguns or obtaining weapons illegally and then what you have the what the mayor I forget her name or where she she's somewhere in the Midwest Candace something who is like trying to blame the shootings on homophobic on gay people and drag queens and the lack of people in church. I'm like, what? I read it and I just kind of moved on. Yeah, I, I was like, like I'm huh? not even going to spend time with that. That's right. Crazy. I was like, this doesn't even make um, sense. It's just, I, I feel like it's just unfortunate and because there hasn't been um, a call to action that we as a people are just kind of being like, okay, well, yeah, that it's unfortunate that it happened. That happens sometimes. What do you think it's going to take? I, I absolutely, I really don't know. I mean, because, Marcus, we just, I mean, we went through, like, almost 20-something years of, and there were mass shootings before that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for me, like, one of the first ones I remember was Columbine. But, like, past that, like, over this time, there's really been 
no huge changes and this this kind of thing keeps happening. So I have no clue what it's going to take personally. I don't either. I don't either. I think um I I do I hmm. How do I say this? Do I think Donald Trump is to blame? Not all, not no. total, not no. all totally. That makes sense. Do I think he has a significant part in this? Yes. Um, I think his words and his actions speak volumes. And I think that, again, that there are those people who hang on his every word and take that. The culture of hate. Right, right. Yeah. They take that and kind of build up these scenarios in their head and try to justify it. Um, and that's what leads to a lot of these uh, the, these tragedies. Um, and I think from what I've seen, I, I see a lot of Donald doing not just very presidential like discussions about this, you know, there's no, there's no call, like you were saying, there's no call to action to, you know, for gun laws, you know, it's like, oh, well, we need to check mental health and we need to make sure that, you know, these video games are, you know, not being an issue. And it's like, well, you're, blatantly and I sometimes I feel like purposefully missing the point like this is not the point of this at all and so I I think again this just tells you and shows you how important it is you know to affect change you have to get out and vote you have to get out and make sure yes yeah that these these the the policies that you want to see you need to make sure that they're being represented by the policy makers that you stand behind yeah it's really one of the things that I, I like. I don't think that there is one thing that we can do that will fix this right. completely it's have to be and a, kind of a move a grouping. Of it's things. going to have to be a series of things right. over a number of years. I agree to peel it back. I'm just. It's unfortunate to see that it's still going on, and there hasn't been the, ever since you know, you know, ever since Columbine. Like Columbine, granted that wasn't the first one, but that it's still going on. This is something that should have definitely mm-hmm. been um taken up and and addressed mm-hmm. so i agree um where do we go from here i i think you said it i think you hit the nail on the head like it's important that we vote and i think it's important that people start to take this a lot more seriously and really checking ourselves when and making sure that we're not becoming desensitized to these these acts like you know i think it was helpful to kind of for me to call myself out and be like, well, wait, well, wake up. Like, this is what this is. These are people. Right. You know, there was a brand new mom that was one of the 32 that died. There were, I mean, there, you know, we've seen videos and things like that of people that were being injured and hurt. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's just important that we just don't allow ourselves to become desensitized and that we, like you said, take it up on to vote. So, okay. I do too. Um, let us know what you think. Like, what are your thoughts? You send us a, send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com or right underneath one of our postings on Instagram at coldpopshow. Um, we want to hear what you guys think um, about this and what needs to be done or what could be done or what do you think the country is doing now? Do you think that there's things that are hurting us more than helping us? You know, let us yeah. know in those comments. So, um, that's all I have on that. Yeah. I feel like we've kind of been like we've been talking about deaths and everything let's get into what we know and what we love fizz or flat is up next oh yeah we'll be right back guys
Oh, so you've been listening to the Cold Pop podcast, have you? And you're trying to figure out a way to promote your business, or maybe you're a burgeoning artist and you need some recognition. Well, haven't we got the right place for you? Do an ad space right here, right here on the Cold Pop Show. All you need to do is submit an email to adcoldpopshow at gmail.com to purchase your ad space right here on this podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Cold Pop. It is time for our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. This is where we we go down the top moments of pop culture and we rate them with either a fizz if we're feeling them or a flat if we're not. Let's go. What do you have up first, Marcus? I just want to go ahead and get this out of the way. I have things to say. First up on the chopping block is the Black Lady Sketch Show. Ah, uh, yes. So HBO's, yeah. Yes. Um, so the first episode just came out. I think episode two may have premiered by the time this, um, by the time you guys are hearing this. Um, what are your initial thoughts on a Black Lady Sketch Show? Okay. First things first. I want this show to succeed. Absolutely. I want it to be great. Yes. They're going to have to up the laughs. They're going to have to up a few things. They're going to have to up the amount of laughs. I think one of the things for me is that it it's a it okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, so this is I, what I I'm going to say. This is okay. what I'm going to say. Okay. I think all of the ingredients are there. I think you have the cast that are there, you have the guest stars that are there, and you have the subject matter that is like not only funny but also smart. I think in times in the premiere, it relied a little too heavily on the smart and not enough on the funny. It's definitely comedy that makes you think. And so, for instance, to kind of basically put it all into a nutshell, I found myself doing a lot of the <laughs> chuckles and not right. like the rolling uh, on the right. floor, mm-hmm. laughing, holding my stomach, holding my sides type of laughing and that's what i want that's what i want from this show agreed um okay so i have weirdly felt very strongly about this because i will preface this by saying again i want this show to succeed and i will be supporting this show however i did not like the first episode i didn't like it um and i'm i'm going to do this in a constructive criticism type of way because okay. i want to support all of those ladies because i follow them all individually you didn't like any of the sketches i didn't like it I, any not one sketch mm-mm. the only one that i halfway liked was because um what's her name was nicole in Byer. it yeah the, uh, you knew exactly the yeah. one i was talking about because nicole Byer was spy. in it yeah I, I i think nicole Byer is hilarious yeah and she pulled that off and i think ashley nicole black is not um not that bad either that was the only one that really had some kind of weight to it okay um so here are my things number one cast wise i'm all about everyone getting their break i am all about it being in the entertainment industry everyone deserves a break and an opportunity I am totally fine with the five, the four women who were at the the root of this show. Um, what I will say is, is that the majority of them are I don't want to say unknown, but like are known for different things, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like that they all came together to do something different, which is fine. But they haven't been given a chance to like 
marinate or prove themselves yet. And so mm-hmm. that may take a couple of episodes yeah. for that to happen. I'm on board with that. It just it didn't it didn't go off without a hitch on the first episode. Okay. Um I I expected more from Quinta and I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. I expected more from Ashley and I didn't get that. Robin Thede is kind of leading this, but I'm not really buying it. I'm not buying it yet. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, again, I think you're taking four people who don't have like the biggest star in Hollywood. Yeah. And so therefore it's going to be a struggle for them to kind of gain some traction. Now, could, could the constructive part of that comes in a remedy for this, I think, and this kind of goes into my next complaint. I think what they need is an anchor. And when I say an anchor, they need a recognizable star as a guest star for each episode that can help anchor each episode. Someone so like an SNL format, sorta, but not quite. Some it doesn't. It, again, this this is not live. This is all pre-recorded, obviously. But they need somebody who can guest star each episode and be in some of the skits and stuff. But not just any star, like comedians, people who are mm-hmm. funny. You know, to kind of help. Help them get build their resume when it comes to that stuff because um, they were all funny like individually I guess and in sort of their way but coming together collectively as a whole it doesn't quite fit for me. Okay. Um. So that's number one. Number two, I don't think that they used their cameos correctly. I think they hmm. had a bunch of cameos but they weren't used correctly. Um. Kelly Rowland had no lines. That's yeah, that. she, I mean, she wasn't a big part. Right, no. but I mean, like, she's a big thing. She's a big deal for that. Um, Laverne Cox's character and that bad bitch focus group, eh, I wasn't buying it. I was, And, and on, to tell the truth, I wasn't even buying Angela Bassett's role in that. And Angela Bassett was probably the biggest star they had on the first episode. I like, I like the bad bitch focus group. I, I, I like the that. concept. I like the skit. I like the concept. The execution didn't do it for me. Okay. It, it fell kind of flat. Especially when the reveal happened. The reveal was like, oh, okay. Well, that could have been cool, but I don't think it was done correctly. Um, Gina Torres. I don't think Gina Torres. Like, I saw some of the bloopers at the end. That should have been in the show. You know, not as a blooper or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that they utilized her correctly. Um, And the biggest one, I honestly think she should have been a part of the show from the get. I feel like Lala Milan should have been one of the four girls on the show. Hmm. Um, they heavily underutilized her, and Lala is funny. Um, and I, we've she hell she does this on Instagram every week. She does skits and huh. sketches and stuff. Um, and I felt for her to have that very brief cameo in that alien sketch at the end of it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's what y'all used her for. Like, ugh, like she could have been the alien stealing the moves, not the one at the computer at the end. Like that didn't make sense to me. You know, because I feel like she could have been had a good time with that, doing, you know, all the little parody dance moves and stuff yeah. like that. They should have switched that out and used her more, and I don't think that they did. Um, so so those are my things with that. I, I will absolutely be giving this other episodes. I will be supporting and watching because I want them to succeed. But for this first episode, it just didn't do it for me. Okay. I think, uh, and I hear a lot of what you're saying. I don't know if... This is my thing, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> I feel like I've been saying that a lot this episode. This, this is, my, is thing. my thing. All right, but is the purpose of this show to be a laugh out loud, ha, 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 
funny, you know, hilarious show? Or is it supposed to be comedy that makes you think? Good question. I think what always comes at fault with that and the way I think about this is I think Key and Peel balanced that out really well. They had mm-hmm. sketches that made you think and they had sketches that were just outright outrageous. Yeah. And made were very ha ha funny. I think the thing that is difficult is number one, if you're not doing this in front of a live audience, there's it's up to your interpretation of when you laugh because you don't have your surroundings right. to you, you know, know encourage you yep. to be like, oh, everybody else thinks that's funny. So, yeah, that's yep. funny. I get that. There's none of that. There's no laugh track in this, which obviously would have been weird, too. So, again, right. that also doesn't prompt you on what the joke is and stuff like that. So, thirdly, if it's supposed to be a little bit of both and you don't get the joke, then it falls flat. And there's no no one curating to you, this is the joke. Mm-hmm. This is how it's supposed to be. Like, there's no, there's no host of the show who was like, ah, I get it. Like that. I, not that it, I mean, if a joke needs explaining, obviously it's not funny. Yeah. But you know, there's no one there guiding us through the experience. So we're kind of left through our own devices, which I think is what got a lot of people lost because there's no one helping curate this or guide us through this journey. You know, the, it's, it's like a hodgepodge of things that they're just throwing at us, but it's up to us to decide whether or not it's funny yeah. And I, then it's falling mm. flat because it's not funny. Once again, I want this show to win. I'm definitely watching episode two. I'm going to be locked in for the whole season. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch the whole but season. I, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just wonder what the idea and what the pitch was for this show. Right. If Robin Thede is like, I don't want to do a regular sketch show that is just laugh after laugh after laugh, mm-hmm. or I want to actually really focus in on messaging and like have people buy into like finding what is the hidden meaning, what is the. Mm-hmm. I would also like to know how these group of ladies came about. I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Some of the other guest stars, hopefully they are utilized. I know Issa's going to be doing a couple episodes. Yeah. I hope that Natasha Rockwell will also be Right. Where is Amanda Seals and Natasha? Like, these girls are Uh, funny. Like, where are they? Yvonne. She was uh, in there. So, yeah. Those girls are funny. Like, where are they Um, at? Helping out here. So, I think that we will see some of that later on down the show. I'm hoping that this was just like, let me give y'all a little taste. But it's your pilot. So, your pilot's got to be banging. But maybe this was just like, you know what, let me just give y'all a little something and then I'm going to really kick it up once I get y'all. Let me just get your attention and then we'll get into it. Well, it didn't really get my attention. And and again, I say all of that to say I want to make sure that this is constructive criticism. I'm not just hating to be hating and ragging on them because, again, I want them to succeed. And I'm trying – I've been thinking through this, trying to think of ways like how can this be elevated? Yeah. How can we uplift this more and make sure that they're doing? And I honestly, right now, I think that there are too many cameos. Okay. I think there are too many. Too many cameos. And the cameos are getting lost, or the 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 funny is getting lost in the sea of cameos. Hmm. Okay. And so I think I, I'm too busy. I'm too busy being distracted by like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, that's so and so. That I missed the joke entirely. Or, well, why didn't she have a line? Right. Or why didn't she do that? That, you know, then the sketch is over with. And I'm like, hmm, okay. 
Yeah. Well. I'm definitely ready to see episode two. I am too. I am too. So, ladies, we are rooting for you. This is huge, and I am excited to watch episode two, and we'll check back in next week, and I'll let you know if my opinion has changed. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll so, wait. Fizz or Flat? Unfortunately, off of the first episode, I'm going to have to give this a flat. Okay. I'm actually going to give this a fizz. I think that there was enough in there for me to uh, be intrigued. I don't think it's perfect yet, but I definitely give this a fizz and want to see um, some more. Okay. Um, What else you got? So, the Megan D. Stallion and Nicki Minaj have released Hot Girl Summer which is their collaboration project. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was re- released earlier this week. Um, it also features Ty Dollar Sign mm-hmm. um, in the record as well. What are your thoughts? So first off, is Ty Dollar Sign like the new age Nate Dog? <laughs> um. <laughs> like he's had no album right. or EP, um, but he's been on everyone's song as like the singing thug. Is he like the the reincarnated Nate Dog? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it feel that way? <laughs> I mean, I've never looked at it that way. Now that you say that, like Nate um, Dog, like it's, it's literally funny. the same trajectory. Possibly. I feel like he's this this generation's Nate Dog. Okay. Um, as far as the song, I like the song. I like the song. I think what I need to do is hear the song in a club setting. Yeah. To really get, you know, like, okay, I, I, like this is going this is going to be it. Because right now, just hearing it on the record, like I could see where it may be a little anticlimactic, but yeah. I like it. It definitely does not have the same energy as any of her songs on Fever, mm-hmm. which is Megan Thee Stallion's um, album. So it's def- it doesn't have the same energy as, you know, Cash It or Simon Says. Right. Or... or uh, uh, any of those, right? So, it's a nice, it's a nice little bop mm-hmm. uh, for the summer. I think that I was expecting to kind of have some of that that same Megan mm-hmm. energy come to this, and for some reason, I felt like both artists were like holding back, right? Like, well, uh, well the comments that I saw online were that they felt like the song was rushed. Or they were still confused on why they chose to sample a City Girls song. Yeah. And then some people were saying that, you know, they were paying respect to the City Girls because of, like, the whole hot girls, City Girls, summer thing. And so they were kind of, like, bringing them in on that by sampling that beat. Um, People are picky. People have short attention spans and people are picky. I think the song is going to have to just grow on me a little bit more. I'm not completely disappointed with it. Um... But I think it's going to have to grow on me a little bit more. Do you give this a fizz or a flat? I'm going to give it a fizz because I think the video is going to be lit. I think the visual is going to be yeah. pretty, a big deal. So they uploaded that video of them on, on set. IG, and I'm yeah. like, I am excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see the visual. Um, I was I commented on Twitter. I said, you know, nowadays in our society, we're visual learners. So, honey, we need we need a video for the, true. to kind of tie this all in together. Bring it so, in. Right. So. so I'm going to give this a fizz. I'm giving it a fizz, too. Good. Um, okay, so the other thing that I saw in the, in the world of music, um, Ariana Grande released a new song called Boyfriend. Um, and I just didn't know if you had had a chance to hear it or not, but I really like this song. I haven't heard it. I thought for it, for first, I thought it was the breakup with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, the one off of her. I uh, thought, thought that's what it was. But this is with Social House. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I've not heard this song. I'm just going to be completely honest. 
transparent about that. Oh, okay. Um, you should watch the video. I thought the video was really good, and I liked the song. So I just wanted to throw that in there and say that it was a fist for me. I don't know. I Like I said, I the, the jury is still out for me because I haven't heard it. I've not necessarily been a fan of Ariana's video project. Oh, you should watch this one. This one... It definitely reminds you, like, oh, yeah, she's an actress, too. I forgot about that. Kind of like how it was with Drake. Like, you forget, like, oh, yeah, Drake is an actor, too. Like, he could he could mm. pull this off. You should watch the video because she does some acting in the video and stuff. I mean, it's it's very funny and very, like, very kitsch. But, like, it's it's a good little video. And it reminds me of, like, oh, yeah, she was a comedy actress. Okay. So. Okay. Um We'll so, yeah. see. So, I mean, watch it. I, I, the reason why I bring both of these up, do we think either of these songs, Once you, especially if you listen to Ariana Grande one, do we think either of these songs, Hot Girl Summer or Boyfriend by Ariana Grande, have the potential to knock Old Town Road out of the number one no. spot? No. I, I could see a Meg The Stallion song knocking Old Town Road out, but, but you don't I don't think it's going to be Hot Girl Summer. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think something does. I don't feel like, as much as I enjoy watching Lil Nas X win, I do not like the song. <laughs> and I don't understand how it's been 18 weeks at Him number and Billy one. Billy Ray. Yeah, I'm ready for something else. Like, that'll be really crazy. So, Let's see. Um, so you're giving an incomplete on the Ariana yeah, Grande. Yeah, I'm on an incomplete because I have not listened to that song. Okay. Or um, the video. Well, watch it and then let me know what you think. Okay. What's next on your I'm, list? I'm coming back to TV. Okay. Like I said earlier, for me, there was a lot of really great TV this week. And I just love where I'm at. It was a really good TV week for me. Pose came with it this past week. After a few episodes of I didn't know what was going on, I'm like, okay, Ryan, FX, Let's get on the phone. Let's figure this out. Right. And then before I could say anything, they came and they hit me with a really great episode. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I know what happened. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, there's a lot. That, I mean, and some of the spoilers have already hit social media, but, um, you know, basically with Pray Tell and, and, Ricky. and Ricky and their love interest and Damon find, finding out about the status as well as the relationship and then there was the situation the scene with him, in the, kitchen. the scene in the kitchen, um, and Electra kind of <laughs> commentating. And Everybody like, said, I'm Electra in this yeah. scene when he was like, are you, I find out that you and Ricky are fucking Electra was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was just a real, it was a really good episode. There were a lot of nice moments. Mm-hmm. One of the moments that I feel like people kind of passed over was the moment between Blanca and Damon's teacher, dance teacher, mm-hmm. um, and where they were just kind of like coming together, like, yes, like he got through it, he made this happen, and like the dance teacher congratulating Blanca on like, you know, kind of really shaping him and making sure that he stays focused and things like that. And it was just, Good. it was really nice to see that. But I mean, there were also like a lot of other things. I think Billy Porter had some really great moments in this last episode as well. So, Pose, let's keep on this trajectory. Let's stay on track with this. Um, Other uh, TV that if you, I'm just putting it out there, Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale Season 3 is definitely heating up. I can't. Oh, my gosh. So, have you been watching it at all? I can't. No. I'm living it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm living it. We all are. But Handmaid's Tale Season 3 is definitely heating up. We are at a point now. I don't know how many episodes we have left, maybe two or three, but it is getting juicy. So June is 
backed her up to her old tricks of planning escapes and things like that and dragging everyone else in with her. Um, Serena has also been playing <laughs> tricks as well. So I won't say too mm-hmm. much, but you definitely want to watch that. My last show is Southside. Okay. Have you watched Southside? I've seen the previews. Oh my gosh. So if you are looking for just a funny, quick show um, that's on regular cable, Comedy Mm -hmm. Central Southside um, basically uh, tells the story of two Chicagoans, Southsiders, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, and the antics they get into trying to. Uh, raise money and, and just huh. kind of build their income. This is a so, promo where the guys are sitting on the roof, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, and yeah. So they work for a rent-to-own company, and it's just, it's really funny. The I think the best thing about this is, is like, I think this is one of the first times I'm actually able to see some authentic Chicago Southside oh, really? pieces, well, outside of the shot, which I feel like does have that, but this is not as heavy. This is definitely a lot lighter, just a lot more fun. And like basically calling, um, <laughs> calling to attention and laughing at some of the things that I feel like are really Chicago based. Did you? Um, has anybody that you know who's from Chicago watched this and can like? Oh yeah, justify. Oh, oh yeah, oh, this is please. This is oh, it's so many okay. people. So like okay. you know, my old man who is a um, he's a South Sider, born and raised, as well as uh, some of my friends. Uh, that I work with, just like, yes, this is what the experience is. That's what that person would say, of course. And so it's just, so, and it's so many like little references to things that I know about now that I've been here for a little while. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel the authenticity as well. Uh, so I was just, I wanted to shout out that TV show as well. So all of the shows that I'm watching, Post Handmaids and Southside, all get big fizzes for me this nice. week. I'll give them fizzes as well just because I love TV and it's just so much new content and so many new shows to watch. It's hard to keep up. It's True. hard to keep up. I am falling behind. So I need to do some like major together. TV watching one weekend and just kind of like settle in and let that be that. So Yeah. Um, speaking of which, other TV, the Euphoria finale, didn't have uh, a chance to watch yet. So what? I, I'm behind. I'm behind. So oh, God. Can we put this on the table for next, on the docket for the next episode? Oh, my gosh. Because well, I, mean, I need to get caught up on that because I heard that there are some pretty crazy things that happened. There's definitely some crazy things. I actually put a poll. We put a poll out on uh, the Cold Pop IG to kind of figure out what people were thinking about the finale. Of course, it's coming back for a season two. Of course. But um, everyone 100% loved the um the, the season finale. Oh yeah. So it was okay. yeah it was it was good. I th- it was different. It ended unexpectedly how uh-huh. it ended, but it was it was still good. Do we think that Zendaya is going to get any awards for this? I would hope so. I would believe so. I think that this is um, from what I understand. She's they've made the deadline for Golden Globe noms, which oh, she could, okay. but they have to wait till next year for the Emmy. Yeah, Emmy I think she could definitely get an Emmy nom um, for her work in this. What about Golden Globe? Oh, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of other dramas out there too. So mm-hmm. this one is really unique, sure. though. It's very different, but like different it's in a good different. way. It's like psychedelic, almost. You yeah. know? Okay. Interesting. I love Euphoria. Like it's one of my new favorite shows. Yeah, so I thought it was really good. I was very impressed. So I definitely give Euphoria a fizz. Yeah. So Hunter Schaefer and Zendaya. I wouldn't be surprised if they both got nominations. Yes. Which one was Hunter? 
Hunter's Jewels. Oh, okay. oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, a few of the girls on there Barbie could get, Ferreira. yeah, yeah, Sydney. could get um Sydney Sweeney. Who it, it took me three weeks to realize that that wasn't Amanda Seyfried. That's oh just, really? That's, yeah, that's my racism. <laughs> yeah. I really like Cat's character. I don't know who plays Cat, the girl's name, but Cat I really like. Yeah, the bigger girl. Oh, Barbie. Yeah, oh, her name's yeah. Barbie. I love her character. <laughs> Barbie Ferreira, Barbie Ferreria, something like that. But yeah, it's Barbie. Her I, name's Barbie. For some reason, I'm just so intrigued by her, you know. And so it's it, she just has this whole different perspective, and like has just carved out this whole new life for her. It's really, it's really troubling for me, and I think I've said this before on this podcast that you know I feel like this is genuine, and I think that some kids out there are living these kinds of lives. And so I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, as someone who works with students, it is kind of, it's kind of troubling. I think what they say for season two, they were just saying they just want to make sure Zendaya gets some black friends next season. Get some um, get some, some black, black girl friends or something. Some, or something. Uh, some black penises. Some black, because what's his name uh, storyline was like two seconds long. You know how every episode yeah. like kind of um, gears with somebody different? Yeah. Um, what's the black dude's name? It's, it's played by Algie Smith, but it's not, it's not Nate. Uh, no. It's... Uh, Nate is the white dude. Yeah, I don't know what's that kid's name. Like it's... McCormick or something like that. Yeah, I don't McKay. Know. McKay. Yeah, yeah. Like his little intro was literally like two minutes long. I was like, oh, this it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole the episode didn't even focus on him. Yeah, I was yeah, like, so this. Yeah, um, let's get him um, together. It's a and... little bit better storyline, please. And I, I really want to see Fez next season, and I want to see yeah. him do better and make sure that he gets everything that he needs to get. Yeah. I just kind of want to take him and hold him a little bit, make yeah. sure he's okay. He's a new actor too. Apparently, they said they found him like. He was selling like on the street drugs. corner or something. Selling drugs. And they I wouldn't be surprised. Came and auditioned and like this is his first ever role. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. So um okay, so the last thing on our list for Fizz or Flat, this is probably one of the more interesting things. Um ABC is doing another live yeah. show. Um and obviously Little Mermaid is all the rage and because what is the what, the thirty fifth year anniversary or something sure. like that? Um, they're doing the Little Mermaid live on ABC. You've seen in the past, Fox did Grease. Um, somebody did the who? What? NBC Rent. did the Wiz. Oh, somebody did Fox Rent. also did the Rent. Rent too. Um, so yeah, so this is the next thing in a long line. Um, I think what they even did a um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, they've done so, a lot of shows. Yeah, um, but the casting is what's drawing attention. So. Um, I do not know how to pronounce her name, but it's like Aurora Lukelele or something, something of that sense. She played Moana, um, yeah. but she has a very she has a Samoan name or Hawaiian name or something mm-hmm. like that. But she's gonna be playing Ariel. She's gonna be your ass from that. That's why I said I gave us. I don't and forgive me. I don't know it's how to pronounce Moana. Her name. We, you know who we're talking well, about. I'm sure that would be disrespectful. No, she has a name. No name Moana. <laughs> but um, um, she's gonna be playing Ariel. What are our thoughts? I don't want to see it. I'm Why? over these live musical TV musicals. It's not. It's really hard to do. Number one, okay? it is. It's a really and then you know you, sometimes you run into a situation like they did with Rent, where and they had to play half of like the dress rehearsal. Cause well, like, like, that's their fault. Again, you should always have an understudy. I mean, well, this is the thing. It's like we don't. I don't think we. No one's really asking for this. True. 
Like, I think people would be fine with the live-action Disney version that's going to be coming later on. That's true. I'm tired of seeing these musicals. I think it's just, it's a bad move for these networks. I think they got away with it with The Wiz. I I really like The Wiz. I I think they got away with it. I think they got away with it with um, uh, Sound of Music. I didn't like Sound of Music. But I don't, I mean, I can't think of another one that I really got into and really enjoyed. Grease was okay. I Rent, thought Grease was whack. Rent, obviously, we know what happened Rent was there. A train wreck. Uh, and what was that other one? Um, maybe it was your The Sound of Music. I didn't even watch The Sound of Music one because I was like, yeah, Peter I'm not Pan was that. not great. Oh yeah, Peter Pan, and that wasn't feeling that. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like the. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see it because when they have Shaggy, who's supposed to be playing Sebastian. That'll be interesting. I didn't even like, I really didn't even like Hairspray, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah, honest. Hairspray, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, and then Queen Latifah is supposed to be playing Ursula. So. <laughs> that's that. Okay. Nice. No thoughts on that? <laughs> I respectfully decline to comment. I mean, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I, I don't want to see it. Just because I love musicals and I live li- I love live action stuff like that on stage. I'm a stage fan, but um, I don't know who if the rest of the cast has been announced yet. I'm just trying to figure out how they're even going to do this. I mean, just like they did the it's Broadway underwater. show. But see, that's okay. See, that's the issue. It's really hard to do like a Broadway type of show with a live action feel because you know. When you see certain, like, I'm trying to think. If it's more like Grease that had, like, all kinds of different multiple sets and things like that. Or Uh if it's going to be more like a Rent that had just one stage. Or The Wiz, which had just that one. one And they had those big panels, those big digital panels. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely going to have to be something that's on one stage. And you're going to have to change out the backgrounds and stuff. Um, Anything happening underwater is a difficult task right so how like, why move? would we how even you, yeah this is my i think okay if you guys want to do these live musicals i think somebody's on the hook for having to do so many live musicals i think somebody well, said clearly. we're gonna do or it's each five, network trying to keep yeah, up with five the other. musicals down the road right pick musicals that don't have these like crazy demands Right, like these crazy demands. Like, or, actually, yeah. Rent would have not been a bad idea. It Had just, they able to go it on, it was just yeah, it was just bad. It ended up being really bad. So, but oh, like, didn't they do Jesus Christ Superstar? They too, did do with Jesus John Christ Legend? Superstar. That's how he got his Emmy. I don't think I watched it though. I didn't either. So, so that, so that's, that's that. that. <laughs> but like, yeah, like let's see something else. Um, if you guys have to do these musicals, like let's see something that's a little bit lower stakes. Don't mess up a classic. What are we giving this? A, a definite flat for me, because I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give this a flat, too. I just, I was, I would have been fine sticking with the the live action movie. So, yeah. Unfortunately, they can Queen Latifah and team. Um, Queen Latifah's done two of these now. She was the, the Wiz and the Wiz. And yeah. she's Ursula now. And the Little Mermaid. So... And then what? Everyone from Amber Riley, Jennifer Hudson, uh, 
a few stars have done at least one of you know, Vanessa Hudgens, stuff like that. But yeah. Vanessa Hudgens actually did two. Vanessa Hudgens has done She did two. Rent and what else? And oh, Hairspray. Her, no. No, she, Grease. Yeah. She, she was did. Rizzo in Grease. That yeah. was a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, okay, like, come on. like. It's and the not, fact that they don't have understudies. Like, in Grease, you saw, like, um, Vanessa Hudgens, she literally went on the day after her dad died. And, like, they didn't yeah. have an understudy for her. So she had no choice but to go on. Yeah. And so, I mean... I think in that case, you have your top build star, and if they can't go on, you have a Broadway star as the understudy. So then that way that you can still pick up and kind of carry on. Yeah, I, I, I just uh-huh. don't know. I don't think that this is a great move for. Where is it going to be at? On which network? ABC. It's not going to be a great look for ABC. I think this is ABC's first one, like, too. Let's figure it out. Let's do something else, people. I agree. Sorry, ABC. All right. <laughs> so, okay. I think that, that rounds up this or flat for us. Yes. What are uh, some things you took away from this episode? You go first. I'm still thinking. I think for me, it goes back to the conversation about not being, uh, not being desensitized mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out how to continue that. Um, I think that this is going to be a really huge topic in the upcoming debates. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a huge thing that we talk about politically and it's going to be kind of like a swinger, um, a, a very hot button issue when it comes to voting time. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I think mine is twofold. Mine is, I think we live in an era where everyone is extremely picky about the content and stuff that we, um, what's the word I'm looking for, that we consume. Mm-hmm. consumption um whether it be from hot girl summer and people picking it apart to a black lady sketch show and people picking it apart i think we as a community as a black community we complain so much about not having representation and not having you know this identity in the entertainment sphere or the hollywood landscape and then when we get that we instantly pick it apart and I'm guilty of it, too. Obviously, I just did a whole little diatribe on a black lady sketch show. But I think what I want to make sure is that it's fine to have an opinion, but make it constructive. Mm-hmm. How can we help make sure that these shows succeed, you know, and not just constantly shitting on them to where they get canceled and then we're back to square one or they're in obscurity? You know, how can we make sure that we're doing the best to... Um, lift these shows up and give constructive criticism that is going to help them succeed and i think the twofold part of that is is that the people doing these shows have got to listen you know listen to the audience listen yeah. to you know what you're hearing from the, the viewers who are actually consuming your content and material because sometimes you're not always right and sometimes you know it takes outside perspectives to kind of give you ideas on how to make your product better and so i just hope that they listen or hear some of the more constructive feedback i felt like the feedback i gave was constructive like i said i wasn't purposefully trying to shit on anything but i wanted to from my experience and opinion level i want i felt like i could contribute some good advice on how i thought that this could be successful moving forward so i just think that that's a good thing to keep in mind well ladies and gents that was our episode Please follow us on yes. Instagram at Cold Pop Show. We've got tons of good stuff on our IG stories. Yeah, and uh, you can follow me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram and Trenton RD 
on Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And again, comment, subscribe, like, share. Tell us. We've run into a lot of people who've listened to the podcast and say that they love it. So it's good. And be on the lookout for some... Um, uh, what is, what is, I'm so blank on words right now. Um, swag? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Stickers yeah. or whatnot. I don't we're know what we're definitely trying to that. figure out how to get the word out there. So yes. if you guys have any great ideas about live events in the city that we could do, that we could be a part of. Um, but we're also working on some things to try to get people to help us get the name out there and get the word out there with some really cool gifts and prizes. So, yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. All right, so this was Cold Pop. Once again, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.